Hello, and welcome to the IMG Podcast, where we are dedicated to empowering IMGs through deep diving conversations, inspirational stories, analysis of match trends, and beyond. Our mission is to help you learn what it takes to succeed and to thrive as an international medical graduate. Hello, hello, and hello, IMGs. Happy February. The rank order list has now opened. I know we've been talking about that a lot on this podcast. So I'm really excited for our guest today and to talk about other steps and what to prepare for that's coming up. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Amanda. I am the Director of Communications for Match a Resident. I love talking with all of you, giving advice, hosting this podcast, doing Instagram Lives, and just getting to know our ambassadors. Today, we have a very special guest, one of my favorite ambassadors, one that I've gained a friendship with. Her name is Cynthia. I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Cynthia. I am a... BA2, so a PGY3 anesthesia resident. Um, I'm a non-US IMG, originally from Australia, but did medical school in the UK. Uh, match in 2021, and I'm now nearly at the end of residency, which I'm super excited about. Um, I share a lot of my journey and um, as an IMG, as well as being an ambassador for Match a Resident on my Instagram. Um, and I'm excited to be here today to talk a bit more about the rank order list and preparing for uh, what comes after. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm excited to get started. So we'll just jump right in. Um, for you, do you remember what you were doing, what you were thinking when the rank order list opened during your match cycle? Yeah, so I think trying to figure out which programs to put at the top of my rank order list was um what I spent most time preparing and doing because um, I had interviews at some pretty good programs in terms of where I applied to. And there were some programs where I was like very torn about whether they should be first, second, third, et cetera. Interesting. I, um, I've talked to a lot of people about this and a, a lot of people I've interviewed have said, oh, I knew right away. But we always get questions in our messages or in our support email that they can't decide between their top two or their top three. So how did you go about doing that? So for me, it was, I think, the top two. I was having like a tough decision just because they were both pretty similar in terms of like national rankings of programs. Um, one had a little more trauma experiences and more clinical experiences than the other. And I think that's what finally drove me to decide um, that being my number one. And it was just a little closer to where I live. So location and clinical experiences were, were the main things that um, differentiated my first two choices. Because aside from those two things, overall, when I had my interviews, when I did my meet and greet, the resident like camaraderie, um, the overall training, the support that they got all were pretty similar. Um, so it finally came down to location and clinical experiences. Oh, that is interesting. Did it? How long did you, would you say it took you to decide? Like, were you flipping back and forth for a while? Yeah, I would say a couple of days. And then I kind of had like a pro and con list, uh, reached out to some of the residents that I met or just kind of used online resources to figure out what the better option was. Um, but I, I think a lot of people was were like, you know, at the end of the day, it's up to you. It's your decision. It's what you want. So I had to figure out what was more important for me at the end. 
um, which is how I ended up deciding. I love that. I do think it was always a personal decision. And if you guys do need a tool, I've mentioned it before, Matcha Resident does have a free ranking tool that will allow you to put in your interview notes and rank different parts about the program so that when it comes time to decide, you have all of the data, just you can compare it easily. Okay. So for you at that time, since it took you a couple days, um, maybe around the beginning of Rank Order List, did you send letters of intent after that or? Yeah, I did. So I told my number one program that they were my number one. And then uh, like second and third, I told them they were my top. I didn't send letters to any more after like my top three. I think that that was like a safe number to send it to, but also just like an honest and realistic number to send it to because I felt like anything after three, um, you know, I mean, they could be a top program, but I felt like it, I wasn't being honest if I told them that. So I just sent it to number one and then two and three. Yeah, that's what I've heard is most common is the top three. And, and you chose to say you were ranking them highly or did you say I'm ranking you in my top three? Uh, I was like, you're one of my top choices or I was ranking you highly. I honestly can't remember the exact wording, but it was something along the lines of that. Okay. I just wasn't sure if you gave an exact number or what, but I think that's a good idea just saying ranking highly or top choice because then it doesn't leave too much speculation of, oh, well, am I two? Am I three? Yeah, exactly. And I feel like if you told them two or three, it just, it doesn't sound as good as like highly ranked or top ranked. Um you know, it just makes a program feel like they're not your first choice or they're like a backup choice and no one really likes being a backup. I completely agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for this point of the season, most most of the interviews have gone out. I'm not going to say all of them. For those of you who have been listening, we've talked about how IMGs tend to get um, interviews later in the season. So I don't want you to give up hope. But I do want to mm-hmm. say... But at this point in time, if you haven't received many interviews or you've received none, you should probably start preparing for the post-match. So would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. So like you said, you know, some there are still some sprinkles of interviews that come in at the very end. Um, but majority of interviews would have been done by early February. So if you are not happy with the number of interviews you've gotten or if you don't really have many or if you didn't get any at all, then... Soap is the next big thing that you should be preparing for. Did you consider soap at all in your cycle or no? Um, so I definitely had it in the back of my head. I was worried that I may have just match a prelim position and then have to soap into an advanced anesthesia position or, um, you know, just match prelim and nothing else. Or if, at the best case scenario, match into an advanced anesthesia position without a prelim. So I definitely had soap in the back of my head. Um, so when the email came like the, on Monday of match week to say that I had like completely matched into a program and then was not qualified for SOAP, that was a huge relief. But I was preparing for that. You know, in the worst case scenario, I needed to do it. I, I knew what I had to do. So how were you preparing? So I was making sure that, you know, I had my letters up, updated if I needed to have them updated. Uh, re-reviewing like my personal statement and my application um, just because when SOAP opens you go through the SOAP um, portal but you can also directly email a lot of these programs you know with information with like emails expressing why you want to be there so just really getting everything ready to go was really important I had also at that time and years pro- years after helped 
you know, people who are going through SOAP with the application. And those were the main things, like reviewing your personal statement, making sure that your letters, if you need to make any changes to them, if there were anything that you could update during the period of matching, let's say you did an extra rotation, you can get that included. Um, and then just making sure that, you know, you know your CV in and out. Like if a program were to call you and to offer you like an interview or a SOAP position, like you knew what you were saying, you knew what you were selling to them. I completely agree. And I love how you encompass that like all so easily, so well said, uh, especially I was what I was going to ask you was for those who get confused about updated letters of recommendation, exactly what you said. If, if you've done some new experience, mm-hmm. if you've added on in some type of way, definitely get that included. Yeah, absolutely. Because you want to have the most updated information you can have to give a program. Because, you know, the match period from applying, like when ERAS opens in September to match in March, it's a good, what, six months. So that's a lot of time where you can have a lot of new changes. You can have, a you know, like a new publication, a new poster, whatever it may be. Like you want to make sure that you include as much as possible to, you know, the SOAP programs that you're trying to get into. Yes. And let's talk a little bit about personal statement, because Mm -hmm. I don't know if people understand how important the personal statement actually is during the post-match SOAP. Yeah. So... I've had people who I helped with like the post-match soap position where they, you know, really rewrote the whole statement to encompass not matching. Um, I've also had people who just use the same personal statement um, that they use prior, like for the original match positions. Um, I think if you were to get feedback from programs that you had interviewed with, if you had like a good number of interviews, definitely get feedback because you want to incorporate whatever feedback you get into your soap position. Um, I know people who I've helped um, who slipped into positions where they ask programs like, you know, what was there anything lacking in my application? Was there anything that you want to change or is there anything that you guys thought was not good enough? Um, you know, obviously not every program will reply and reach out to you, but some are willing. And if they are willing, definitely take that as constructive criticism and, you know, use it to your advantage. Everything should be constructive criticism because oh yeah, <laughs> it, it, no really because it's such a especially as an IMG you really don't know if what you're doing is right in a cycle right like you mm-hmm. don't really know until it comes time to match to be like oh yeah I was successful or you know maybe something didn't work out mm-hmm. I think getting as much of that not you don't want too much because it can get in your head but. Getting some perspective, some feedback, especially if you're going into the post-match soap, and I don't want to say this in a mean way, but there might be a reason you didn't get interviews the first time. There might be a reason that your application wasn't very successful. So get a second pair of eyes on it. Get somebody else to say, hey, this doesn't really show all of your experiences in the best way. Like there's so much more to you. Or, hey, this uh, maybe this personal statement is a little bit too long and they're not going to read all of this. And so you're missing some of the point. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. Um, you know, sometimes it may just be an algorithm and sometimes it may be just little things that you needed to work on and working on that, you know, for a post-match soap could land you a position. I know a number of people who had successfully matched from soap um, over the last three years who, you know, like either I've helped or have I've seen just on social media. And it's it's possible. Like soap, every year there are not like, hundreds of positions sometimes, you know, or thousands. And um, 
you just don't know unless you try. And I know it's like a lot of effort and it's very upsetting to have to go through soap. But yeah. I I know people who have successfully graduated from residency from soaping into a position and now are attendings. And that's really what it's all about, right? It doesn't Maybe you're not going to match into your dream program or maybe your match experience doesn't look exactly what you thought it was going to. But if you're open to the different possibilities and the different tools and resources that you're exposable, expose, exposable, <laughs> then you have every chance to end up matching in your program and becoming an attending. A hundred percent. I totally agree with you. And I think like, it, it can be upsetting, you know, not getting your dream program, like you said, but at the end of the day, if you your dream is to become an internal medicine doctor or a pathologist or an anesthesiologist, whatever it may be, you know, if there is a position for you in SOAP and you end up there, you still end up achieving what you want it to be. And it doesn't make you any less of a doctor, by the way. A hundred, hundred percent. hundred percent. Because I... I feel like people sometimes get down on themselves like, oh, I had to go through soap or I didn't get my number one or my number whatever. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't need to be about that. At the end of the day, the program that you match into, I genuinely believe is where you're meant to be because they see the potential in you the same that you see the potential in them. Yeah, I, I agree with you with like with what you just said in terms of matching into where you're meant to be. I think the match always works out and you do always end up where you're meant to be because this program would have ranked you because they saw potential in you. They saw that you could get along with everyone um, and you rank them, you know, for the same reasons. And it, it always just works out. Like, you know, some, for some people I've spoken to who fell down their rank list to their third choice or their seventh choice, when they go through residency, they end up saying things like, you know, I, this is where I was meant to be. I hear that all of the time. I hear that so often. So the last thing I feel like we should touch on is interviews. Mm-hmm. Since it's going to be really quick. It's a very quick week for those of you who don't know how SOAP works. Um, the applicants who are either partially unmatched or fully unmatched will receive the list of unfilled programs. I believe it's at 11 a.m. on March 11th. And then you get access to the post-match system. Mm-hmm. Literally that same day, you are going to start applying to programs and programs are going to start sending out invite offers. That's how fast it goes. Um, interview and invites. And mm-hmm. you you really have to be prepared. You want to be quick with accepting those interviews and you want to be quick and confident with executing them. Yeah. And like you, like you said, you know, it's very quick. You get offered an interview. Sometimes it's on the phone. Sometimes it's not even, you know, like on Zoom or whatever. It's just a phone interview. Um, and and then they go through cycles, like waves, where they interview like a number of people and then they offer positions to the people they interview with. And then once you accept it, you find out there and then that's where you're matching to. Um, I think most people do accept it, um, you know, through SOAP, but some people decide that they want to wait for like another round of SOAP and that's totally up to them. You know, it's if they feel like there is a position that they may prefer. But um, most people would accept the, the, their first wave so that, you know, they get into a position and it, that stress is like completely relieved. And, um, and then whatever is open and like open positions that are left will go into uh, go on to other people who are soaping. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, for those of you who don't know the way it works, it is in offer rounds and waves. So each offer round the next one, there's going to be less positions, right? Because every every offer round, people will 
accept it, they'll match, then you can no longer apply to that program. So if you if you do get those interviews and you get um, an offer, highly consider it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's some great advice. I think that we've covered a lot about what to prepare for soap. And don't worry, <laughs> for those of you who don't understand soap, we will be doing an in-depth episode of just explaining how it works because it can be quite confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty confusing and overwhelming, especially you know for a lot of people who have to go through soap after um, having gone through the actual match process, you know, where they had interviews but didn't match. So totally understandable that it's very scary and overwhelming. But, you know, once you find out that you didn't match, just like take some time to process that because it's I know it's upsetting, but you want to move on pretty quickly to soaping and picking yourself out because you have, like Amanda said, you know, that short period of time to get yourself into a position. Yeah, I think the main thing that you would agree with as well, when you get your results of your match, try not to internalize it. Like, I understand that for those that match successfully, of course, they're like, I matched. This is amazing. But not matching doesn't mean that you're not amazing. It doesn't mean that you're not fully qualified. It doesn't mean that your dream has been ended or your journey is over. It, it just might be one more obstacle. And unfortunately, as IMGs, you're not a stranger to obstacles, right? So finding out how to navigate it and push forward, that's really what this part will mean. And it doesn't make you any less of a doctor. It doesn't make you any less amazing. And it doesn't mean that your journey is over. Absolutely. I think it's so hard, you know, for a lot of us as IMGs and as doctors to just have this high expectation that we set ourselves um, and it's very easy to feel disappointed, but a lot of us have been through so many obstacles and it's just one of the many obstacles that gets us to our end goal. Um, you know, I've been through many obstacles myself as an IMG, as a resident, um, but still working towards my end goal. So we can all do it. Yes. And I'm a firm believer that obstacles happen for a reason as well. Like, I think everything is a teaching experience. I think that you can learn from everything and, you know, my last podcast guest, Isha James, she went through the match twice and she said she was happier for not matching the first time and going through it again. She felt like she was a stronger doctor. She was more prepared. She ended up in the program she wanted more so. So just keep an open mind. Don't don't let yourself spiral. I completely agree. I, I think the match period and everything that you know, the whole few months like that you go through is a lot. It's very stressful. Um, and I think it's very important to just have a good support system, prevent yourself from spiraling, talk to people. Like you said, do not internalize because so many of us have been through this and so many of us are going through it. So it's just knowing that you have this support network out there. And there's so many um, ambassadors and people from Metro Resident who have done this. So we're all here to help you guys. And we're all here, you know, for you guys to reach out to at any point. Completely. And you're not alone. Like me and you, mm -hmm. Cynthia, we were just talking about the fact here you are, uh, you know, gotten a year left in residency and you're still having to do all these exams. There's still things that you have to push through. There are still obstacles. But yeah. <laughs> you've, learned, you've learned though from it and you know, yeah, yeah exactly. You feel better now. You feel more like, hey, I, I can do this because I've done it before. And if it doesn't work out, I'll figure out how to make it work. Exactly. I completely agree. 
Well, thank you for joining us. This was a thank great you for having episode. Me. Is there anything that you would want to add or you want to tell anybody who's listening to this? Right Twitter list just opened. <laughs> I think like you said, you know, the main things is just realizing that you do end up where you where you should be. You do end up where you're meant to be. Um and your hard work will pay off. You know, sometimes it may seem like it's a lot and it never ends, but it does pay off. Um, you know, from coming from me who has been through the rank order list, been, been through the match, and now here nearly at the end of residency. Come July, I'm starting my final year of residency. So I never saw this happening. You know, I, I thought that this was like this dream and this goal that was so hard to get, but I'm at the end. So I think if I can do it, anyone can do it. Heck yeah, you can. I mean, I, I'm partial. I'm a believer of you. I'm a big cheerleader for Dr. Cynthia Tan. Everyone knows <laughs> this, but I agree, though, in the same sentiment that the IMG community is so powerful and it's so supportive. And just take inspiration from those around you. Use that to fuel your fire and don't be afraid to ask questions. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me and having me to come speak about all of this. I'm so excited for everyone going through this this year. And I just can't wait to see how people make out. Yes, we're, I'm excited too. I, I love hearing all of the success stories. And I also like helping out the people who maybe it didn't end up the way that you wanted it to. Send us a message, okay? You can tell us you're sad. You can tell us what you're feeling. And we'll give you that little pip-pap talk that you need. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you again. And for those of you who want to find Dr. Cynthia Tan, she is on Instagram at drsintan. Dr. C-Y-N-T-A-N. I'm sure that you can shoot her a message. You can follow her and that would be appreciated. For those of you who know us, you know that you're always welcome to send us a message at Match Resident on Instagram or to support at matchresident.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Cynthia. Seriously, I had a lot of fun this episode and I think this was really inspiring. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you to everybody who listened. Have a good night. All right, dear friends, that concludes this episode of the IMG podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and will tune in for upcoming releases. You can learn more by visiting Match Resident on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Thank you. And until next time, take care.